Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Batman. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is time we continue our journey through comic book film. This week brings us to Batman Returns, and I'm so very excited to talk about it with the homies here. I'm Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And for the first time on this project, and certainly not the last time on this project, we are joined by Tavares Pennington. What's up, homie? How's it going? Having a oh, good so time. far, so good. Awesome. So far, so good. It's time to cover Batman Returns, and this was a uh, this was a hell of a watch, a hell of a watch. Mostly because, uh, you know, coming straight off of Batman '89 last week, I was excited to really, really get into a compare and contrast between. Uh, those movies specifically and frankly i like this movie a hell of a lot more than i like batman 89 i'm not even gonna cap with you guys how how, how are we feeling how are we feeling as a whole after i this honestly think i agree um i still have the feeling uh that batman is still a side character in his movie mm-hmm. um but i do still I, I think I can confidently say I like this one more. I, I it felt to... good. Oh no, you go ahead. Oh no, I didn't really have anything else. I was just gonna say, like, I just <laughs> I really think I like this one more than an episode. Or I felt, I felt like movie. I didn't appreciate the tone of this one as much as Batman '89, just simply because Batman '89 had it's really interesting. This was kind of going to be a lot of what I talked about, and maybe also uh, a little refresher on what. Um, precisely was discussed. Um, but it feels like if any of you are familiar with Cowboy Bebop, it feels like this sort of neo-noir adventure, um, Batman 89 does. It feels like this, like, um, somehow futuristic take on Batman. And it, it, it lands really well in terms of tone. And I just thought the, the writing was a little flatter for Batman Returns. Um, which is supplemented by Joseph's comment of how the Batman just continually feels like a side character. In well, a way. This is not going to be the last time he feels like a side character on this uh, on this project either, because that's been a common criticism of uh, the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, I mean, and and the the people like Dark Knight and the best certainly you know, Dark Knight, one of the best like Batman movies of all time. Like he's he's totally a side character like it's Joker movie. and Harvey Dent that that one's about. Yeah. Uh, um, but I'm going to lay the groundwork for the folks here. This is Batman returns released June 19th, 1992. It was written with a story by Sam Hamm and Daniel waters with a screenplay by Daniel waters and was directed by Tim Burton. Uh, mm-hmm. And he again, he again does his thing. 
You know, he does do his thing. And I would agree. I do think the writing is probably a little bit more, a, li- a little more lackluster here, you know, but I think the, uh, I think Michael Keaton elevated his performance of Dude. Batman. I believe I believe him as Bruce Wayne in Batman more than I did in Batman 89. I think Michelle Pfeiffer, even though she has not a lot of great shit to work with, dominates her performance as Catwoman. And Danny oh DeVito God. as the Penguin does surprisingly well in a role no, that can be yeah. so easily straight not taken for real. Straight off top, Danny DeVito probably gets performance um, credit for me just because, like... I'm watching it and like halfway through, I'm like, yo, that's fucking Danny DeVito, bro. Like, I know. That is crazy. <laughs> nah, yeah. Man, they made, he, they gave him like a fat suit, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm making sure. Augmented big time in this. <laughs> like, uh, the, the giant body and the, the itty bitty pencil legs. Like this man's modeled after a penguin. Uh, yeah. uh, and what's Let's what's see. most interesting to me about this take on the penguin is that like there's very little about this movie that's comic accurate. Um very very little. Very little. Uh in fact, penguin really has a lot more in common with Killer Croc than he does with penguin. <laughs> uh yeah. living being being like a d- disgraced, deformed child, gray-skinned, ugly Why the sewer. Why the sewer? No, that's my thing. Y'all are like, y'all couldn't just take him to a fucking fire department or something? Y'all gotta dump him in the fucking river? Like, y'all don't want your baby? Give him to someone else. Jesus Christ. You want a doorstep with a note? Kill him? You know, Casey Anthony, (laughs) your baby? Jesus. (laughs) Do something other than toss him in the fucking river. Right. but, like, I guess, is it that he just wound up in the sewer, so that's where he stayed? But, like, yeah. how did he become a penguin? Was it the sewer that made him a penguin? Nah, man. He this was just born that born. way, this- and that's why they threw him, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, how? Well, did, didn't how? he get, yeah, didn't he get like, attacked by the cat? Did that cause, like, some injuries or something? Nah, he ate the cat. Oh, he ate the cat. Shit. He reached out and grabbed the cat and pulled it in and mauled that shit. I did not catch that. Yeah, Some that cat didn't jump cat. in there. He got that cat. Um, yeah, that's where that shit's like, oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not keeping this kid either. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm not tossing him in the river, bro. I'm like, donating him to science, I draw, honestly. I draw the line. At mauling cats, bro. If you're if you're just grabbing our cat and eating it, I'm sorry, you can't stay here anymore. Yeah, um, the kid needs more help than I can give. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's not okay. But yeah, I don't know. I at first I was definitely like, oh my god, that's fucking Danny DeVito. I'm never gonna get past it. But then like, as I got further into the movie, I'm like, I mean, it's gross, and he's like, that's the oh, point. Is gross esque. Um, that man is disgusting. Yeah. Super gross. The just the black liquid in his mouth. Um cuz penguins, I guess. I don't know. I guess he lives in a sewer so he never brushed he's never brushed his teeth, I guess. So is that maybe just yeah, I don't know. Happened. Well, he shouldn't have teeth by that law. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no. 
No, yeah, I don't think there's any way that we can really apply logic to anything that happens with Penguin in this movie. Um, because this man is on some other shit. Like, uh, this is, this is bad. Every mm. time I watch this movie, and frankly, I, I, I love this movie, you know. I, I do think I like it more than I liked, uh, than I like Batman Return, or Batman 89, but like like Tavares said, I can't in good faith call it better. You know, like I, I do yeah, think okay. I can honestly say I enjoyed it more uh because of the outlandishness that they tried to that they steer into here. But uh mm. man is it hard is it hard sometimes because like even with Catwoman she's getting like she's having Dude. a rough time out here man. Dude was this like hot like what's the word I'm looking for? Just sexist, I think, is the maybe is the best word. Like I don't like the amount of uh, just not. Is this the nineties yet, or is this the eighties? This is ninety two. Yeah, wow. Like this is you could tell that this movie was not made recently. Like there, there's not like a lot of a lot of things would not pass today. Like oh, Danny DeVito oh. being like, oh, I want to fill her void. Or like, um, there's the pussy like, I've been looking for. Yeah, like, oh, like, oh, it, oh, dude, how he literally, like, oh, I, I don't know. This was kind of actually funny. Whenever they're on the rooftop and he's like, they they completed the whatever mission that they just did. I don't know, whatever it was. And then he was like, all right, let's let's actually celebrate this night. Um, I have a ring here, you know, and I can I imagine ourselves going inside and you were and sending all the signals. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, now I actually hate you." And oh, I I never liked you in the first place. Fucking incel. Yeah, literally, like played it perfectly, and literally put her on an umbrella helicopter and sent her away, and said like, um, called her like, um, oh, I I forgot what he called her, but it was great. Like, uh, it was just like he played into it so well that it was obvious that it was not like, it was obvious that. He was the butt of the joke, not right. Catwoman. Um, right. So, like that—that that was that. That part was actually nice, but like almost like a lot of other parts, especially with um. Oh my God, what's Cowbell's name? Fuck, that's all oh. I know. Uh, that's all you I, know. Christopher Walken as Christopher Walken. Yeah, that's I. Oh my God, that's how I was introduced to him. Like as a kid, well, my dad was obsessed with that SNL skit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Christopher Walken. Like he has a lot of lines that are rough too. Um, like, right. you know, being mayor, all the, the unlimited poon tang. Um, let's see what, what uh, I, he, I don't know. There's just a, yeah, there's a, there's a the full fighters. Um, yeah. Yeah. man, there's, I don't know. So many, there, there's well, a lot of that part. There's also that part where Catwoman saves a woman who's about to get uh, assaulted and you're like, Oh, that's cool. This is a little ahead of its time. And then she absolutely victim blames the shit out of that lady. Like, you make it Oh, you so just, easy, huh? you make it so easy, huh? Like, come on now. We don't need that around here. What are we doing? Like you, you yeah. could have, you could have been like, Hey, maybe be a little more careful, you know, like don't walk around, the, you know, and like you didn't have to be like, you just made it so easy for him to do that. Huh? You, like, I don't that was You save her from it. You know, like right. you realize the situation is bad, so you save her from it, and then you go on to be like, "How'd you even do that? How? Why'd you find yourself in that situation, stupid?" <laughs> like, wow, yeah, that was nuts. 
fucking lame. But that did uh there there was a lot of imagery with Selena Kyle's Catwoman in this uh in this movie that I really, really enjoyed. Um I think when it comes to like costume design, her suit, an all time an all time great costume. This uh, one's it. Yes. This, this one this, is it. This is fantastic. Um funny uh behind the scenes well not funny, but like oh shit, behind the scenes. Uh it was like vacuum sealed onto her. What? What? Yeah, like it's it's vacuum sealed onto her. So like there were times whenever she was on set that they would have to tell her to be like to say her lines a little quieter because she like literally couldn't hear herself. Because that's how Jesus. tight it is around her head. Oh uh, my god. Oh I didn't think of that. Crazy. Like she can't hear anything. Yeah. That, that Lens, thing does not look performance she's putting on. Yeah. Nothing does not look comfortable in the slightest. Like I saw, no. I was at work the other day, and I saw this lady. Is like there's, there's like a the lobby of the building I work at is joins with this like fancy restaurant, and this lady came out wearing all leather, and she's just walking. And my first thought was just like, God, like you're squeaking all the way down the hallway. Like that's <laughs> gotta be like you can't be comfy. You can't be comfy right now. Uh, nah, and that's what, that's what's hilarious too about that montage where she like, she just like, she revives by those alley cats somehow. And she's like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna make myself a cat costume. That's what I'm And that's one of the things that I'm like, not a huge fan about as far as like adaptation. This one's not going to do well on the adaptation rating. Um, Selena Kyle is not mystical in the slightest. Um, she was not, she does not have nine lives. This is that's a pretty original movie thing. Uh she was not revived by Alley Cats. It's not a thing that happens. Um like that's just uh, Yeah, I, that was a very interesting way to go about about this one. Um cool character design. But one character or I guess maybe that's part of the design of the character is the story, but visually sick. But very actually cool. the writing was was very questionable. Um, like, I'm of the mind the most comic accurate Catwoman we've ever gotten is very, very plainly Zoe Kravitz's in in the Batman, but uh, mm. because you know she's Catwoman also doesn't just like act like a cat. <coughs> yeah, just walk around going meow, literally giving herself a bath. Yeah, dude, that's not that's what not, Catwoman's not literally a Catwoman. You know, it's not it's not like she was ingrained with the powers of a cat like <laughs> Spider Man was. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, so that's that's one of the things that I'm really interested by. You know, Penguin not being very Penguin. He was born born into a wealthy family, and beyond like the the things he wears and the the use of umbrellas, he's not very similar to the to the good old fashioned Penguin we come to know. And, I, and like that's the thing. This won't affect the critical rating. It won't affect the enjoyment rating, but it will affect the adaptation rating. Like those yeah. those things become very very important when we get to that that section of the rating and i think that uh beyond that though it does a, it does a fairly good job i think that we get a lot of upgrades as compared to batman 89 in this uh the suit I think, <laughs> the suit so fucking sick so so fucking cool he's still he's still not separated from the shoulders but it looks a little more natural um he he's the a little... suits the whole armory full of suits that you see, yeah, like he, he has like, uh, he has lots of them, which was kind of cool. Yeah, like, I guess it makes more sense. 
Is it is it of the idea that they're all the exact same or that they all have different um like peacemakers helmets? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> that's kind of I think I think that's the more. He's like, "Oh, I'm going to fight blank. I need well, this he does suit." Go and pick out a very specific one. And I think uh was that yeah. after he'd already gotten like kind of stabbed in his side by her claws? That we see that, and then we... it didn't go through the next time, and he picked it yeah. out of him. <gasps> Dude, he knows. He's so smart. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, but I'm definitely on the train of Alfred is the constant best character in every Batman movie. Every because Batman this movie. Alfred fuck no, like I don't know how I wasn't on it last movie. I'm on the train. Alfred is the constant good in every Batman movie. Oh, and he continues to. He's my yeah. favorite character. My the the in between how he was in the middle of uh, Selena and and Bruce's like love, yeah. like uh, and he was like, oh no, just tell her. Ah, never mind. Actually, no, tell her this. Oh, no, never mind. And then Selena was did the same exact thing, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I got I, you. Oh, I, 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 I actually handle this. Yeah, oh, a sonnet. You want a sonnet? Yeah, I actually, I, I just thought of one. One just came to mind, actually. Um, <laughs> No, Alfred fucks. So, um, Alfred he's my fucks. favorite. He's my favorite character. Um, and yeah, I think, I think every, I think for every Batman movie, it's probably going to be that way. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it won't, it certainly won't be the last one. I went with him last week for Batman 89 and, uh, I, I, I firmly stand by it, but like, uh, they're like, I mean, I'm looking at Batman and Robin right now, and I don't know that there's Ooh. there's a character in that that's better than Alfred. Um, Dang, Alfred really is uh, just the goat. Batman and like, Robin. Oh, no way. Uh, I've never seen Batman and Robin, but the way it's the way I'm the way we're trending, things, it's still this guy too. He's bat. He is Alfred in Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. Wait, even he's through, the same actor the, the whole same time. Actor. Even what? even through different iterations of Batman, is, Val Kilmer is, so it is a constant. He yeah. is the constant. Exactly. Whoa. Batman, is Batman Forever Michael Keaton? No, that's Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. This is my. Wait, yeah, we're we're with Michael Keaton right now, right? Yeah, Michael Keaton's yeah, we're with Michael Keaton here. Batman and Returns. I don't know that I've ever actually seen Batman Forever. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, with Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Oh, I have seen that, but I'm not remembering Batman well at all. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll get there. Uh, maybe maybe he's aged a little better than I remember, but uh, yeah. yeah maybe. But in the meantime. Uh, since you're going Alfred for your favorite character, I think I'll go ahead and pick mine. Um, hmm. I, I was, I was wanting Catwoman to get back on screen the whole movie. I, I really liked Selena Kyle Catwoman in this, you know, I, uh, d not a huge fan of the changes from comic book accuracy, but I think it worked within this version of the story they're telling, you know, like I think, uh, yeah. I think the fantastical nature with which Tim Burton likes to do things made perfect sense for him to do something like this with the character and uh mm. you know michelle pfeiffer really kills yeah. it i won't be going with her as performance but i did really really enjoy her uh her scenes whenever uh and like I, my favorite shot of the movie is also with michelle pfeiffer after uh she smashed out the letters in her sign that says hello there mm. She's made her mm -hmm. suit. Oh, all the cats oh. are like walking around outside. She's sitting in front of it with her whip, and it says "Hell here" behind her. And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, that's hard. That's hard." 
Fuck, man, that is a good shot. Because I was the thing, the one I had in mind was I think is at the very beginning when the bat signal goes off and it reflects like off multiple things, and then it finally goes in his office and yeah. he stands up and it's like Batman, uh, yeah, sort of thing. So thing here those reflectors were on the outside of his mansion and were very clearly batman symboled on the reflector itself it wasn't just reflecting the symbol in the sky like wait a minute how the fuck does that work (laughs) and he was miles outside the city i think like yeah that's a that's a good question wait a minute they're shining the light from in the city into the sky and it somehow reflected into his office People were willing to believe more back then, you know. <laughs> there's a lot in this movie that's pretty unbelievable, you know. Like, no, there's a lot with some yeah. shit in some movies. Okay, I'm Super still sticking Girl. with it for my favorite shot. Um, oh no, yeah, though, that's, a that's a classic. It doesn't make any sense, but um, yeah, yeah. I I gotta go with Batman fucking putting his wing, putting his fucking cape up, and it like being that like contraption. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. The was it when he was like when he was on the like edge of the rooftop yeah, the and then he jumps the, off like the yeah. whenever he like just wings it out okay yeah that was sick. yeah no because like um, that that is is kind of the dual uh, uh, duality for the scene in um, uh, Batman eighty nine where he's fucking like Vicky Vale turns oh, uh, rolls over and looks at him and he's fucking hanging upside down with his yeah. hand. <laughs> <laughs> his hands out like a fucking bat. I was just like, you know, these these say a lot about the directorial vision for this movie. It says a lot about why I may have some of the issues with it that I do, but at the same time, like it's it's honest about what it's trying to do. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing is that it's it does exactly what it means to. It's not like they were yeah. like going for something a little bit more self serious. I mean, they yeah. like that's the thing that's beautiful about this is that it knows exactly what it is. And it takes that goal seriously, if that makes sense. You know, like, it's like, we're going to be campy. We're going to be a little corny at points. Yeah. But we are going to steer hard into that. And it's going to go well for us, you know. And oh, I think right. that- why well, I think they're, they're they're able to accomplish a good perception of Batman. Like, you're still satisfied when Batman is on screen, even if he does feel like a side character in his own movie. Like, you're still like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fucking Batman. Like, he definitely I'm- killed again, though. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, the bomb strapped literally to the big dude's body that he pushed into the hole, and then literally, like, the, almost the whole building exploded. Like, yeah. that dude is dead 100%. And I guess he killed the paint. Like, he knew, well... And he killed Catwoman at one point, not on purpose, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, but the penguin was pushed her off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was just pissed. Bro, he was... like... He said, he said, fuck out of here. Pushed her off the building. Literally, literally. Killed her the same way. That freaking, what was that guy? Max Shrek? Shrek, what the fuck? Is it Shrek, actually? Is that how you pronounce it? Fuck. It is Shrek. I forgot, yeah. Cowbell. Um, Into, or cowbell. Into a truck of cat litter. Like, where would you ever find an open-faced truck of cat litter just sitting out? Like, that shit would be bagged up in a factory before it ever hit a truck. Oh, and even if it was, bruh, that's a big enough truck. That shit's packed in. She's basically hitting concrete. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's not, not, like, cushioned in sand. No, like, that's just, boom. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going well for her the way it did. And that's the thing. I don't get to, I like, I don't like to actually (laughs) consider those things when I'm evaluating it critically. It's fun to talk about though. You know, like the plot holes are always fun. Uh, 
<laughs> and you get just a ton of them in these early superhero movies because you have to suspend so much belief. Um, and this movie just, it just succeeds, man. Like I, I found myself much more excited to watch the thing I was watching as compared to Batman 89. Um, I was, I was kind of more into it. Like, I don't know the, it was, even though, it was weird. Like I was like, I actually kind of want to see how this mayor and penguin kind of thing plays out. I'm like, man, it really seems like it's working for him. Like, man, it's he's really not going to stop. And I'm like, I kind of liked like seeing the progression of that, and then like seeing like, oh wait, wait. I'm like at the same time, I'm like, wait, how the fuck is Batman going to stop this now? You know, I'm like, right. I'm rooting. I'm kind of rooting for the penguin at sometimes. I'm like, man, I kind of want to see how he like how the fuck he's going to do this. Such a sympathetic figure, you know, like he, yeah. he truly has been disgraced and dismissed by society like he's getting no help from anybody nobody gives a shit about him it's like yeah i mean like at points it's like why the fuck would he give a shit like it makes perfect sense that he's the way that he is uh like that makes all the sense in the world to me (laughs) one of the craziest parts of the movie is when also why why the fuck are his henchmen clown themed it's kind of like it's kind of like in batman 66 the way they were all pirate themed what the fuck? What the fuck are we doing here? Like, I, is this like supposed to be, um, the Joker's like fan? Like people, you there's know, after the Joker's Michael gone, Keaton's, that pe- you know, I think there's a point where Michael Keaton's uh, Batman finds out that there's some sort of connection to a circus, and he's got like a bunch of circus freaks running with him, um. And I think they kind of state that this boy was brought up in that circus for a time. Uh, and I think that's the connection to the clowns. But, like, still, I was just like, what a weird fucking choice. What are we What are we doing here sometimes, man? Uh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of odd choices. Like, I, the latitude which he was, Tim Burton and the writers were given, it, it's, it's kind of remarkable. Um, because, like, it, it's... it's for being an early Batman story, like early Batman movie, um, I I would have expected more traditional um, elements, I guess. No. Oh, that's the thing is I think they did Batman 89, pretty traditional elements, very honorable to comic material. The exact origin story for Batman and for Joker kind of maintains in that. And they, they were like, all right, we were given a pretty big leash after that. We can kind of do whatever the fuck we want now. Yeah. Um, which is, which is always really fun. But, uh, another, uh, another cool little fact about this movie is that Batman's never rocking boots. He's rocking, uh, Air Jordans, uh, no that fucking are black, way. yeah, that are blacked out. And, Michael uh, Keaton, man, that dude is, they just he, extend just like, like the, yeah, like, like the cover you, if, if, if you want to, if you talk, you want to talk what? about Brit, look at this man, bro. Look at this man. You got the fucking turtleneck on. Bro, Dude, his Bruce Wayne look is nice. In the glasses, too, sometimes he has on. Yeah, man. Like, my thing. I looked at him in this movie, and I went, oh, I see why motherfuckers thought Michael Keaton was cute back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Man, it was fine Literally. as hell in this role. Right, because now he looks kind of like a, uh, I think of, um, it's fucking Die Hard. What's, uh, uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis. <laughs> sometimes it's hard for me to distinguish between them. <laughs> I see you. I see you there. No, I get you. Uh, that makes that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I was like, I was looking at him, and I was like, okay, 
this man's pulling this look off, you know, uh, it'll be, a uh, uh, this is frankly, if we go on like ranking Bruce Wayne hotness, this might be top one. I ain't going to cap with you. Yeah. Depends on what you're looking for. You know, if you're into that moody, grungy thing, you might like Robert Pattinson whenever he takes off the, takes off the helmet. He's got the eye shadow. And everything. Yeah. I still stand behind Robert Pattinson being an all right, Bruce Wayne, at least visually whoa who, who is that is that, is this, that is, this is michael keaton that's the thing that is, i can't get over his look as batman i can't <laughs> his mask it, it looks a little better this movie the last movie it was bad this movie yeah. it's a little better but it's something about his the way his lower face it yeah. doesn't I, – I don't know why. It just doesn't work with the Batman I'm mask. of the mind that the Batman cowl needs an open jaw. I think you need a jawline working oh. for you. I don't think you can close it. I that's, think closing it and leaving fair. the chin is just weird. And I think yep. I think the same thing happens to uh, – there's also the fact that there's no distinguishing from his head and his neck. It's just one mm. – it's one smooth motion here. Yeah. In the head and the neck, it's it's even better whenever the it's it's cool when the jawline is cut off, but it's like in the dark night whenever the neck is still singular from the head, you can see where that divide is. I think that's important, you know. And uh, I do think that the cowl and Batman and Batman Returns, Batman was far worse than Returns was, but Returns it's it's getting better, but it's still not quite there. Um, I uh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that that know. that really does stick out about this movie, though. Costume design was <laughs> fucking brilliant. Fun little fact about it too: every Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman costume cost one thousand dollars to make. Jeez. How many did they have to make? Sixty. What? They spent sixty thousand dollars on Catwoman's Bro, costume the amount of alone. Investment they get for movies is insane. What? what? They went through 60 of these hoes. Oh my lord. I get a job. They make me buy my own uniform. Facts. They were like, here's, here's $60,000 worth of costumes. You'll wear one every day. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh, because it was vacuum sealed? Did they have to cut it off I think, or something? Yeah, I think they probably didn't weren't able to go ahead and rock with a lot of it. But uh... Man, you are so right. If you... Put your hand over Michael Keaton's chin so it looks like it's an open mask. It actually looks good because the top, the top half of the mask looks so good. It does. Like, oh my brilliant. gosh, the ang- like the angles are so sharp. Like the the tips of the like ears are like per- I don't know. Like I don't know. Like the top half looks so good. Um, but man, I, I'm, a, I'm that, a big fan of the open jawline. That's why I fuck with Robert Pattinson yeah. so much. Is that like his jawline's so pronounced that it just like I believe that as Batman. You know, like that's that shit's like mm. it, it's potent. It makes me feel things. Man. Yeah, I can't. Hmm. Interesting. I can't. I mean, I just had to know. The suit is is cool. It's definitely way better. It's it's the best suit that we've covered. That's for sure. It's better than Batman sixty six. But yeah, to be um, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't know really what the other suits even look like. Totally. Yeah, that'll be the fun um, of between, that'll be the fun so. of coming to all of them. You know, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get to all of them and we'll get to rank them in order. But yeah, right now I do think it goes returns eighty nine sixty six mm. as far as costume uh, design is concerned. 
and Joe, if you've got to go, you go ahead. Me and Tavares can carry it for a while. You just come back and we'll be we'll be a one like steak sauce or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> um, but nah, man. Let let me get it from you right quick. What were uh what were some of your favorite things about this movie? I mean, I I do like the uh, the way that it leans into sort of the comic bookiness of of it all. Like at the same time as it's serious, it's also pretty fantastical, and that 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 combo I think is something you don't see in a superhero movies anymore just because we've 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 moved so far beyond that now everyone wants right. a, a hero that they can situate in reality that's not always necessarily what uh what comic books intended for in the first place you know it's no like, not at all crazy shit happens in those stories yeah like whenever he does send catwoman off on a fucking helicopter umbrella into the city like you know i never <laughs> yeah. like no nah, that's some shit that we would never right. see now you know what i'm saying like that's yeah as the, very, very the Batmobile, to, I would say, does shine in this one as well. The Batmobile is fucking sick. Like it was, it was, it was sick in Batman eighty nine as well. Yeah, I think they maintained that design pretty faithfully. I don't think they changed up a lot, if if at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, until he needs to slip through that narrow alleyway and he's just a little fucking bobsled out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> slide sliding in through an alley. Uh, huh. I thought that, <laughs> and then the fact that Alfred, when he got back, was like. Yeah, so we can't just take that to some random fucking mechanic, homie. We got to figure <laughs> some shit out to do. Yeah. Uh, it's like, where where did you find this one at? Uh, well, and that's one of the interesting things about the way they never have to kind of resolve some of the things they put forth in this. Yeah. You know, uh, does does he get the Batmobile back by the end of this movie? I don't think he does, does he? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think we see it if he does. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he does either. But uh, I remember at the end of the movie, whenever he like takes his mask off in front of Catwoman, uh-huh. and like oh. Shrek's like behind him, just like, oh shit, why is Bruce Wayne dressed like Batman? He is Batman, yeah. you fucking idiot. Yeah, uh, Bruce Wayne just had to like Batman had to have resigned it, resigned himself to go. Hey man, Selena Kyle's gonna kill this man anyway. I gotta just exactly. go ahead and talk this bitch down. Right, um, and, and that's a that's a sacrifice that I think is a well measured, um, and it, it's something that you want to see, especially after, you know, it's 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 this this Batman is always it seems so he seems so much more um, frivolous about uh, who he is when he's ba- uh, Bruce Wayne. Like, right, man is just man is just on the hunt. You know, he's on the prowl. You know, even when he's in suit and out of suit. Like, man, yeah, well, I love I love that. Like, he was like. We're not even gonna spend some time about what happened with Vicky. Didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't work out. Just didn't work out. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that was the I, whole I emotional like, crux of the first movie. Nah, right. I just, that shit didn't. I, I whoops, was like, I really you know? liked Vicky. Like, where's where's Vicky at? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, man. We just wanted to make another movie, man. Reminded me of Indiana Jones and the Raiders. It reminded me of the Indiana Jones franchise. How like at the end of the first one, you're like, yeah. Indy and Marion Ravenwood together forever. And then like three, <laughs> two and three movies later, it's just like, yeah, I'm just trying to fuck <laughs> like, yeah, it's, right. it's out here hoeing out. It's like, this has uh, run its course. We uh, know what we're here for. <laughs> one of my, one of my favorite scenes in this movie and probably my favorite scene in this movie is uh, the, the, the ball, uh, the masquerade ball. Whenever he, uh, She's like, why'd you, 
he's like, why'd you come here? And she's like, you first. And he's like, to see you. And and she's like, oh, yeah. I wish I could say the same. I got a gun. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God, that was outstanding. And he just pulls it out just like that. Like, no, it's 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 like the action. I thought the uh, fight choreography was a lot better in this movie as well. Like, there were some moments where Batman was he was pulling off some moves just like other people were pulling. Kind of getting like, down. He was kind of getting down. So it was like I feel like there's a lot of things that like specifically influenced the Batman uh, 2022 in this. Like even Catwoman's like theme. Every once in a while, it would flare up and it sounded the exact same as what yeah. happened. Like the the like high-toned strings that are like what? i can't uh-huh. i can't duplicate it because i'm I'm not a string machine but uh, <laughs> you know like uh there, there's a lot there and then like the way she like kicks a dude's throat and like pins him up against the wall like that's some yeah that's some catwoman ass shit right there you know i yeah. think they did a, i think they did a really good job with the fight choreography in specific and uh the action overall in this movie is like it's it finds a really fun balance between fantastical and uh there are moments that are a little bit more grounded but it's it's mostly fantastical like uh it, it is what, it is mostly mostly fantastical but it's also like you know like that, that i'm sure that that was really fun to see because i remember why i mean i know it was really fun because most of my memories with these movies are from childhood honestly i don't, I don't know that i've actually watched these um batman 89 batman returns since I've been like a teenager, to be honest with right, you, right, so right, had these on fucking VHS, um, but they, they, they still, I still remember the same moments that I do from before as being like, ah, oh, that was that was really cool scene right there. That was really dope characterization or way that they did that. No, yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. And uh, another one of my favorite, like, this is a continuation of that scene earlier, is when they do realize that they are each other. Selena realizes yeah. Batman, Bruce Wayne's Batman and Bruce realizes Selena is it's Catwoman. And yeah. whenever she's already been acting fucking nutty, you know, like th- she'd already pulled the gun out and been like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker, you know? <laughs> and he was like, and he was still like, Oh no, nah, baby, come here. No, nah, we ain't got to do all that. Uh, <laughs> but the, whatever, crazy. whatever, you know, he's, she, she throws that line back at him. Like, uh, the uh you know mistletoe can can be deadly if you eat it uh-huh. and uh you know he's like ah oh, but a kiss can be even de-. and they're like oh fuck she goes yeah. does this mean we have to fight now and <laughs> he's like let's <laughs> let's take this outside all right like i love that he never gives up on selena kyle which was another thing uh-huh. that was very very thoroughly batman-esque you know like he yeah. He believes that there's good in her. It, again, reminded me a lot of the Batman 2022 whenever she's got the gun pointed at Carmine Falcone and he's she Batman tells Catwoman like, nah, you don't need to do that. She's like, he needs to pay. And he goes, maybe, but you've paid enough. You know, right. like, I think that's kind of, he kind of has that moment with her whenever he peels the mask off and is like, come on now. We yeah. we end this together. I can hold it down for you. Come with me. You know, uh, right. Right. Yeah, before she gets riddled with like seven bullets. That, that that does suck. I, I think Catwoman um, Catwoman has uh, the, the way they flesh out the relationship in both Batman 2022 and um, Batman Returns as, as being properly complex. Um, 
and that's a not. I don't think just the hallmark of um, you know this relationship, but just the Batman character in general. I feel like he has a lot of those sort of tensions with um, women in his life due to his oh, due yeah. to his job, his duality. Yeah, you know, like yeah. whenever they were talking and they were getting real intimate and stuff, and he was like. You know, let me talk about my ex for a while, you know, like he, he went that route. Uh, you know, why didn't it work out with you guys? Ah, well, she couldn't, uh, she couldn't exactly handle the, 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 the this other side of me. It's like, ah, yeah, yeah you're, hold up, Bruce Wayne, you're scaring the hose, you know, like, uh, you gotta, <laughs> you're scaring the hose. You gotta, you gotta calm the fuck down, buddy. You can't just go around <laughs> telling people you scared off your ex because of your duality, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's a, but, but that that's what it is, you know. He's living a life that other people couldn't imagine. Um, I, even even when that guy fucking sees him in the Batman costume, he goes, "Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed like Batman?" Why? You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what? Like what? What could be going on here? Um, it, it, it's still weird seeing. Yeah, like Michael. I feel like, or like if Michael Keaton would have done another movie or two, um as batman he would he would have become a lot more believable like i i think it's interesting that nobody thinks of michael keaton as batman when he played such an early and and really good impression of him um it just it just doesn't i don't know that that the batman well, you just batman. just that you impression you know like <laughs> if it, it does like it does feel like an impression of what we've come to know batman as and, you know, he deserves some credit for that because he did kind of set the tone for what we view a, a live-action Batman as. But, right. like, uh, this there, is have the first... been, there have just been multiple takes that have elevated it, you know, that have elevated beyond what he put forth here. And Is, uh, is, is this the first film take that's, like, more serious? What are the ones that come before? Uh, Batman-wise? Uh, what was that? Or Batman wise, or like superhero movie wise? Yes, Batman wise. What are the other the movies that the uh, Batman sixty six came? came before it, and that was very not self serious. Was that the uh, one? Was that the one? That's with, the one with uh, like homemade costumes and Adam West and Adam uh, West. Yeah, uh, that was the one with the like fucking helicopter and shit and like yes, the boat. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, that, very, I love very that. not self serious. And then Batman eighty nine. That's the next Batman movie. That's, so like, it is uh, the next one. Okay. Yeah. So this is the first serious film take of Batman. And uh, and speaking of firsts in film, this is just an interesting little uh, inter- interesting little tidbit I learned about this earlier. Uh, it was the first movie to be re- to be filmed with like a uh, Dolby Digital. Oh, really? This was the first movie filmed with Dolby Digital. So like uh Wow. I thought that was interesting. Like it was it was another it was a pretty uh it was a, it was a massive release too. It set a record for opening weekend gross at the box yeah. office. Uh oh, wow. like it it was a massive moment. You know, superhero movies have always been a massive moment and uh, Batman yeah. Returns uh it it's it's interesting because uh for a lot of people it didn't really hold up. Uh, yeah. to what Batman 89 did. Michael Keaton got like a massive pay raise. Uh, he got paid like 11 mil for this movie. Um, in, in 1992, that's cash money. Money, money. Shit. That's money, money. And like Jack Nicholson, like Danny DeVito got offered, 
offered Penguin and uh, Jack Nicholson was like, yo, my bank account says you better take that. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was like, <laughs> you better, you better take that role, buddy. Um, which I think is just uh, another awesome tidbit is that Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito discussed him taking this role. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is pretty funny. They, 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 they accomplished the villains really well, just in terms of casting, in terms of writing it. Each of the movies, I think that the villains really did stand out. And maybe that's kind of why they played to the villains more, a little mm-hmm. more than they even played to Batman. Um, as a oh, good I guy. think it's, I think it's just, uh, from a creative standpoint, you just have a little bit more, I think you could have a little bit more fun exploring the villain side of things. Um, especially when you are creating this version of the penguin and stuff like that, like you just got, you get a chance to be a little bit more unhinged on that side of the writing, that side of the the (laughs) direction It gets to be more fantastical. Um, everything gets to be a little bit more out there than when you're with Batman, who's supposed to be like, Oh, I got to stop them. That's kind of all he's doing the whole movie, you know, like, yeah. It's just like things are going to shit continually, and that's what's interesting. And then Batman shows up, and things on cease to be going to shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And a movie's most fun whenever shit's going to shit. Well, um, yeah, that's exactly. Yep. Exactly, but uh, <laughs> another crazy part of this movie that's like can't believe nobody in Gotham questioned it is whenever that dude uh, steals the baby and jumps straight into the sewer, and then out of that very same sewer, sewer. Uh, uh, Danny DeVito's penguin like rises up, uh-huh. doesn't like climb out. He's nope, like very just, clearly got some sort of mechanism that lifts him to the surface. It just rises up. That's it. He, uh, it is his forthcoming. <laughs> it is, it is his rebirth into this, this is world. Rebirth. But I think that's what's funny about this movie too is that it's a little bit of a commentary on how easily people are taken with politicians who do like one good thing. Yeah, no, it is, literally. And then they're like, well, don't you do all this other terrible shit? Are you sure? Are you sure? Well, I taped together your shredded documents and proved it. So uh, what the fuck now? What's up? That was the moment where I was like, he said a little bit of patience and tape. And I was like, damn, they really hate Damn, homie had a lot of patience and a A lot lot of tape. A lot of patience and a lot of tape. And then I got to thinking, like, if you shredded it, like, would you be able to still do that if you shredded something twice, theoretically? Because positively, I mean, you've got to, you, like, it would take a lot of patience, it would take a lot of time, but you you could probably reconstruct some shredded documents if they're only shredded once. But if they're shredded twice? Strips, yeah. Twice, you're fucked. I think you're fucked, yeah, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta be at that point. Like, ain't no way, I, I mean, like... I give up at that point, you know, like shredded <laughs> once. I'm like, Oh, I could do this shredded twice. I'm like, ah, well you win some, you lose some, you know, you win uh, some, you lose some. Yep. <laughs> uh, sometimes, sometimes it's just not meant to go your way. And this is one of those yeah. times. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I was hoping to get a couple more of our favorites out of the way before Joe gets back so that we can just go ahead and get his rattled off for us. Um, <laughs> let me get it pulled up here. So, uh, you've got a favorite shot. And Batman uh, pulling out his glider cape, a favorite performance from Danny DeVito as the Penguin. You got a favorite character here? I like the Batman. I think the Batman deserves some props. You know, it wasn't seem to getting it in the right. It wasn't seem to be getting it all too much in the writer's room. Uh, I think the Batman was a really good character. Uh, I mean, Michael Keaton worked for that eleven million for sure. I'd um, say so. It's just it's unfortunate that 
he that we weren't <clears throat> living life as Batman. We wouldn't really live life as Batman, I feel like, until truthfully Robert Pattinson would put on the cape and cow. But that's just right. uh, that's a different that's a different discussion. Different discussion. But no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And what's crazy is that uh I'm a, I'm gonna take that on the inverse and I'm actually giving him the performance here. Because I do think he elevated his game from uh from Batman eighty nine and uh in a way that was uh, compelling and convincing. It was uh, a little bit more fun to watch him when he was on screen this time than I thought he was last time. Uh, I felt yeah. like he had a little bit more personality to him. Uh, and overall, uh, he just, he just came through on screen really, really well. I, uh, I really enjoyed him this time around. Um, yeah, this is, this is the version of Batman. I can see people going, yeah, that's my Batman. Whenever I talk to yeah. old people and they're like, Oh, Michael Keaton, Michael yeah, Keaton, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton, Michael Keaton. Uh, I'm like, ah, yeah. That's going to be a deep cut for sure. Like I'm interested to see um, not only how the character progresses in terms of movies, but how this one ages. Mm. No, I feel you there. I feel you. I mean, the, the art direction is just great. Like it, it, the art direction is, is on oh, point. It's fucking beautiful. It, especially for its time. Like it feels it compared to the other Batman movies around it. Nothing really touches it. A long time. No, yeah, we don't get another Probably. great Batman movie until two thousand six. Yeah, yeah two thousand five. Two thousand five. Which is kind of nuts. Yeah, but no, uh, that's a long time. But uh, I'm I'm throwing in my favorite line now as well. I'm going okay. your catnip to a girl like me, handsome, <laughs> dazed, and to die for. And some days to die for. There you go. I thought about (laughs) going with meow straight up. No, no, that was mine. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I, my, my, I, meow was actually mine. (laughs) Out fucking standing. Yeah. Whenever she, whenever she blew up that building, came out was just like meow. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Thought that shit was hilarious. Uh, You got a favorite scene on you though? Um. No, not really. I mean, I I thought I just I that was probably the weakest point of the movie to me was just like the 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 scene construction felt it felt I don't know bland. Something about it was really bland. Like you really had to hunt to. No, um, I'm with you there. That makes a lot of sense. You know, it 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 wasn't hard for me to pick out a favorite scene because there was one that was just so easily better than pretty much every other scene for me, and it was that scene where they realize who each other. Yeah. Are, you know, like, and that's beyond that. I don't know that there really is a standout scene in this movie that you can go, oh, yeah, that was as well. They were were building often, they were building towards, you know, these big reveals the whole time. But there were all these, it, the details weren't important so much Mm. as, um, having a just getting that basic understanding of sort of who the characters are and how they are related to one another. Um, Right. Which made a lot of it feel flat. Um, I guess if I had to think of a scene, the scene with um, the penguin kind of describing his backstory, um, where you know he's bringing up all the all the evidence he has on um, gosh, what's his name? Fucking Oswald um, Cobblepot. Oswald. No, no, no. no. The uh, the uh, guy who is um, uh, fucking with. Um, Oh, Shrek? Shrek, yeah, Shrek. 
Shrek. Shrek. Uh, that that was a pretty good scene. I thought. When when the penguin was uh, explaining his justification, <laughs> his family, how he lost his family, and all that. Because I was like, this is pretty real, real moment, real, real. Get you in touch with with them. No, I fuck um, with that. I fuck with that. Hey, what up? Welcome I'm back. back. Buddy. And perfect. You were mentioning kind of the the line I had in mind for my favorite line of the movie, which was their realization. Um, the kit, like the kiss under mistletoe. Um, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it, and then, but a kiss can be even deadlier uh, if you mean it. Uh, Ooh. Do, we, do we have to uh, fight now? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go outside. Luckily, they did because if they didn't decide to go outside, they would have been standing right where the explosion happened. So, yeah, right, right. Um, good choice to go out there. Yeah, it was yeah. Oh. Hmm, okay. You got a favorite scene or performance yeah. here? Performance, I think, yeah. I have to go with Michael Keaton again. Um, I was... I, I, no. Um, I'm actually going to switch up um, and go with Michelle Pfeiffer. Because she did have to play kind of like a crazy um, role and switch back and forth between personalities. I mean, like Bruce Wayne and Batman does, like, fair. But, like, it, those aren't really a whole lot different as... Like they're they're very extreme. Yeah, and Kyle and, and like dying and yeah, like finishes the movie is it's it's quite the it's quite the character uh, progression. And Michelle Pfeiffer really did gave her a lot more to chew on than Scarface did. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I feel comfortable giving giving her for the performance. Now, I don't know. Scene that's hard. Um. Hmm. I did like um, whenever all the penguin stuff was coming to fruition, um, and like they they tampered with the Batmobile, um, got I that know. all done, um, and in the in the meantime, the you know everything's just causing chaos. They're framing Batman up. Oh yeah, um, yeah that was a pretty good scene. That was a pre- they they kill the ice girl. She falls. Yeah, lighting ceremony to light up the tree. Um, I don't know that that was kind of memorable. Um, Penguin's death was very memorable. Yeah, the way um, the penguins. Really like, I guess the whole explosion the of the the Arctic. What do they call it? The Arctic zone. Yeah, the Arctic. Like um, I guess their version of the iceberg. La- I guess he never gets to the iceberg lounge level yet. Yeah, right. Um, but well, they, I don't think this one was ever destined for the iceberg <laughs> lounge sort of thing. No. Uh, <laughs> um. Hmm. You know, act. Yeah. Oh, you already have them at the. Okay, the masquerade ball. Okay, that is good. I also love that neither of them are wearing masks because if they wore masks, people would recognize them. Mm. Yeah. As Batman and Catwoman. <laughs> and I love how his eye makeup magically just disappears before he takes off his mask. Oh yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I know. Um, that's outstanding. Times. Randomly, I this it was kind of nuts. Um, HBO buffered at the exact frame that it went back on him without his eye makeup, so it was very noticeable with masks still on, buffering without the eye makeup, and it just looked really funny. Like it, it almost felt intentional from HBO. Like I, like it was insane that it buffered at that exact moment. Right. Yeah. Um. Just to I don't know that that was just kind of nuts, but um. 
Man, that's, that's another good scene. Uh, the last, the last standoff between Catwoman and Batwoman, Batman. I think that's a that's a really good one. Dude, the, I mean, that whole last sequence there, like her going five, you're like uh, or three, four, or was it four, five, something, something, yeah. six, seven, four, five, um, still alive, yeah, six, seven, on my way to heaven. Damn, man, click. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. Was, that was. Then she and kissed then, the taser, and it's like oh. literally power and 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 like sex kind of being the things to kill him. You know, right. it was like the things uh-huh. that he he sought so much being the things to actually like take him out. Uh, which which was nice. I, th- I think maybe I'll just put like the ending. I guess if that's fair for this this scene, I don't know how to wrap that up. Um, just See, that I, sequence. Um, I feel like man, that's- that says something that the ending is so strong for this movie because that just means like like is, is i mean the ending is the climax in a way but like it probably shouldn't be right mm. yeah i get yeah I mean, that is that is interesting uh would you want the climax to come a little earlier and, and then get just some nice yeah, easy going like, rest of the movie I or like, would you like it to end with a bah like a I like getting some of the re- some of the uh, consequences mm. some of the of the climax cuz i feel like part of the climax should be uh sort of crystallizing the change that under that the characters um each respectively undergo Oh wait a minute this is this is Michael Keaton's last movie Yeah he's never Ever? Or, well not ever <laughs> oh well, as Batman yeah as yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> his last movie man, they really played it off as like uh, don't know if Catwoman's gonna be in the next one and then you see her at the end like ah she'll be back like that was a really cool shot too her looking up at the uh, her yeah. looking up that w- no but the hell here that's oh that's mine that's mine that's the top that's top dude. two imagery ever dude um, that one fucks are we perhaps ready for a rating? I think, I think so. Perhaps we are. All right. We got the same thing as uh, everything else, enjoyment, genre, and critical. And for genre, we're going to get a little bit uh, more specific than superhero because, you know, this is, a, again, action, adventure, not much beyond that. And we also got adaptation rating because, you know, our critical rating and our enjoyment rating should not depend on how good of an adaptation it was. There are good adaptations that are bad movies. There are bad adaptations that are good movies. And so I, I feel like we should incorporate that all unto itself and not uh, weigh it with anything else in particular. So I think we should start with enjoyment. And for me personally, I'm I'm definitely higher than Batman 89. Yeah, I think um, that's a, we, like a good way that I think we put it is we enjoy this movie more, but it was not better made yeah. than the first one. I think that's that's kind of the, the good summary of this movie. Um, if I, if I were to just give yeah. it a quick, a quick, you know, rating to someone is like, you know, how do you compare it to the first one? It's like, yeah, I, I think it's more fun of a movie, but, um, probably not quite as good. Yeah. Not, not as critically well made. So, I mean, I think like eight is this is the floor. Um, I think like maybe like eight, two, five or eight, five is even fair. I thought um, about eight, five, but I was like, that's, that's a, that's a glowing review. Eight, eight, five is really, really good. I think that's it's true. Eight, I think an eight out of 10 is right about where I'm sitting. How, how yeah. are you feeling? I'm feeling, I'm feeling about an eight. Bet, bet. So eight out of 10 on enjoyment for genre. I don't think I can comfortably say it's any higher than Batman 89. I think it does, uh, the action Hmm. adventure stuff. Well, maybe like 
the action adventure stuff is a little bit more out there. You know, it is a little yeah, bit you more. Get an actual yeah. penguin, penguin, an actual cat, cat woman. You get like, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's super like campy, even though it's not at a, like the correct adaptation. It's can't like campy in a way still. Yeah, um, it's very comic booky. And so, I think they brought it to life in a way that was very satisfying. I, and like, now that I think about it, I'd be comfortable going on par with the first one. Maybe even uh, like a little bump above it as far as uh, yeah. the adventure stuff is concerned. Kind of felt like they they knew what they were doing a little more with this. Oh one. yeah, um, I think I think they they honed their craft a little bit after the first one. They like yeah. uh, they they found the Tim Burton style, how like that kind of worked with the Batman. You know how like I, I think it actually like this Gotham like is super cool. Oh yeah, this um, is- and I think that's what Blaine was talking about last time. Is like this is like a uh, Gotham that looks like no other version of gotham um and yeah i think like the tim burton style along with um like michael keaton's portrayal like and that's the thing that he like is still going off of just his last performance and uh you know batman 69 so like uh he has nothing like he is still writing his own character um which is crazy or 66 i don't know why i said 69 i mean a funny number Sixty-nine being on the mind ain't, ain't nothing new, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like I'm I'm comfortable going pretty on par with the first one, if not a little bit bump, a little bit of a bump above it, like up to an eight two five. Um, like that little bump, not too much, but yeah. they they knew what they were doing a little more. Definitely eight two five. That's cool. Now the adaptation score it'll it'll take it down a little bit. Uh, Batman mm. kills again. Um, Catwoman's not honorably added, adapted all that well at all. Neither is Penguin. Uh, the spirit of Catwoman's pretty solid. Uh, I will say Catwoman's not typically a murderer, though, and she's pretty out for blood the whole time. Yeah. Uh, so is Batman also. Um, and it Maybe unintentionally, but it seems. This man, if this man is accidentally killing this many people, it's kind of uncanny. It's uh, uncanny, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. I, at like a floor i can go as low as a five did it do better than supergirl yes yes it definitely did better than that like the spirit of it still it feels the batman adaptation is not bad beyond the fact that he murders people okay i feel like superman 3 well because superman 3 we gave a six on adaptation and that's kind of i think the closest comparable movie so far I'd be Superman three, um, kind of like some weird, some villains that didn't make sense in Superman three, but they they took their whole twist on it, and the, this movie definitely took their twist on on their the villains here. Um, I I'm cool with like a a six, maybe just a six straight up or a six two five, uh, just because it's uh, you think it it could have even done better than Superman three? Yeah, I guess Batman was still the characters are still from the comics. The thing with yeah. Superman three was that like they were all movie original characters basically. Um, True. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, and they fumbled it even then. So it was like if you're gonna come correct with a movie original character, you better bring it to the fucking table. You know, like uh, right, right. And they just Damn. didn't. I think I think the thing is at least they brought comic book characters into this and brought Catwoman and Penguin to the table, even if they weren't honorably adapted. Um, I think I think I like six two five there. Right. I'm giving it the little bump that like Superman three couldn't quite get, but Superman four given a, a six five on adaptation there. I think I think that kind of that works more. They I think that balances. Yeah. 
Um, so I like, like. But then, um, um, okay. critical rating. You know, uh, this is this is the one where it's important that we noted it's it's not any better than the first one, uh, and we gave mm. the first one a seven five. And frankly, I could see it going a full half point, maybe even a point uh, and and one point two five below that uh, six <laughs> seven five. Six five type shit. I think mm. it's it's still it's still a memorable movie, which is at least gets it over a seven, seven or, or seven or more. Um, I'm I'm cool I'm cool nailing it down at a seven then if 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 that's what if if you're down for that because I I did thoroughly enjoy it and it's st- it's dripping in style you know Tim Burton oh, that's yeah. true. movie uh, visually mm-hmm. and, the, and the performances are incredible. Um, like it's. You know, the only place it kind of falters is its writing. Like its writing is a little lackluster. It's it's easy to critically justify like making this movie. They have a they 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 had a good groundwork. They had something else interesting to do. Other characters they wanted to introduce, and they did that well. Um, yeah, and that's that's I mean, the, it, it's a comic book movie. You don't the exactly. bar is not the bar is not sky high. <laughs> I think I do like the the seven as well. Um, it's like it, it wasn't as well made as the first one, but not, not by that much, like incredibly. So like, I think just that, that half point, you know, little deduction there, like with the characters they decided to go with, and I guess that's what really adaptation is. So like critically, it's not really like the character they decided to go with. That's more adaptation, but like with the characters they had and the ones they chose, I think they did a pretty good job. Like giving her nine lives, you know, even though that's not a correct i think they used it pretty like actually in a cool way in the story I yeah I um and like like having uh shrek being freaking shocked as like how the fuck are you alive right now like that was yeah. a cool that was a cool scene um so i don't know i think like it was actually not not that much worse than the first one yeah, yeah. Um, I just think the first one was tighter written. Like it, it was mm, just like yeah. much more cohesive, straight to the point. This happened. This happened. This happened. This happened. You know, you know exactly how and why everything happened. You know, like there are yeah. there are things in this that are like, huh, what? You know, like what the fuck? I don't <laughs> I don't really know what the fuck is going on here, man. You know, there there's a there's a lot of that in this movie, and uh, yeah. that doesn't make it that much worse, but it do, it it does give it a little bit less of a degree mm-hmm. of believability. And uh, averages it out to a seven three eight, so like to a seventy four, I guess if we're going with that. Um, so that that's uh on the grand scale of all the movies, a seven three eight that puts it right below Batman eighty nine, but above Superman two. So it is in third place now, um, right. which I think makes sense. I think this this is better than Superman two. This was, um, I mean, like, it was top two enjoyability-wise. You know, yeah. Superman and Dang. Batman Returns are our top two right now. Supergirl um, sucked, huh? Supergirl it was really wasn't good. Movie. Yeah, it really wasn't good. <laughs> um, it's a straight-up bad movie. It's 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 kind of fun to watch because of it, but be, because uh, of how bad it is. But yeah. uh, beyond that, Man. there's not a lot of reason to watch it. Um, IMDb gave uh, Batman Returns a 7.1. Which critically we gave it a seven, um, right? And we're, I mean we're just a little bit more loving seven seventy four, you know. So I mean, and then yep. but Rotten Tomatoes, um, the critic critic ratings gives it an eighty one, 
but the audience score, which has 250,000 plus ratings as opposed to 88 um, mm. critics, is 73%. So pretty right. spot oh, on. We're right there. Uh, we're right there with them. Yeah. Uh, with it coming to a 74% overall Batman Returns, that's pretty It's pretty fucking good. It's pretty fucking yeah, good movie. It's, it's a fun movie. Third place uh, so far in, in our project. So far. And uh, I think it's a good spot for it. I think it's a good spot for it. But with that, we conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would, head to uh, patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including a whole bunch of comic book pull lists every week, uh, book reviews, movie reviews. All that money goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on. It costs me money, and I don't make any off of it unless it's there. So go check that out. For three bucks a month, you can help this podcast immensely. If you would, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. We're currently doing Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast. Go ahead and rewatch along with us. That's super fucking fun. Uh, and uh, next week on this project, next Friday, we've got Batman Mask of the Phantasm. And we'll be joined by uh, Matt from the Yubcast. The Star Wars animation podcast, very fun, very very fun character, very uh, cool guy to talk to. So I'm excited about that. Uh, come back for Mask of the Phantasm next week. Our first stop on the animated train. Uh, that's that's next week. Looking forward to it. Uh, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And thank you, the magnificent Tavares Pennington. Oh, of course. Anytime. Anytime. Oh, I'll see you next week then. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Let's do it. Uh, Let's do it. Uh, hell yeah. Remember, peace, love, and bloom. And there's the pussy I've been looking for. <laughs>